welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm your coach, Jerrica Rydell, with my amazing co-host, Kelly, and we are two of the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Hey, Kelly, what's new? Um, new so much, Jer. I'm taking a ton of courses online, business courses, YouTube courses, um, Instagram courses. Yeah. And, and I just, my brain feels like it's on fire and I know you are someone who loves learning. So I was wondering if you can relate to this like sensation when there's such a big learning curve and you're just like in it and you're like, you just want to keep going and you're so excited. Yes. And you have all these ideas, but you can't. Yeah, not on the paper. That is so fun. It is so fun. And like, it's such an interesting dynamic of like, I feel frustrated with my human body because you can only do so much at one time and you can only go so fast because, you know, process. Um, But like, and and then you've also got this feeling of kind of a little bit of burnout, like, because you've been spending so many mental calories. But at the same time, you're completely invigorated. So you're like, should I rest or keep going? That's so, it's so exciting though. It's nice to go through those periods of uh, time, but also reminding yourself, get up and get moving, yep. drink your water, do all yes. the things. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, ex- I'm excited for you. <laughs> thank you. And you know what? It always makes me wonder when I'm in that like sweet spot of really being like, oh my God, life is good because you know, you're, you're taking in all of these wonderful things. It always makes me wonder like what other people love diving into and what makes them feel this way. So I start thinking about our clients. I start thinking about our listeners. I start thinking about friends and I find it open up, opens up, pardon me, different dialogue to say like, Hey, what are you learning these days? Um, because it's a cool way to get to know people. Yes. Yeah. I I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so cool. So thank you. So I have a topic today. I really want to pick your brain. It's a little bit of a lighter topic, I think, um, based on what I previously talked about. Um, I wanted to ask you as a coach, how you would advise someone to go about choosing a workout or fitness partner? Partner. Yeah. People like body systems. And they really do. And, and they're great and they're efficient. I'm sure you'll touch on that. But I thought, you know what? Maybe it's a really good thing to give people not necessarily a checklist, but a process to go through and really evaluate whether or not they're choosing well um, or they're just, you know, at random, this is convenient. Yeah, no, I love this. I, and you're right. I am a huge lover of a, of a workout partner. I myself love to work out with someone. And you know what, before we even start, it's not always necessarily even, you don't even have to be doing the same workout. It's literally about showing up with someone, having that accountability. And that's kind of, I guess, the first point is someone who's going to show up on time, right? Or who's just going to show up at all when you have set those meetings and those times to do those workouts together. Because it's not always about, I don't do the same workout as the person that I always go with, but just being in the room together and feeling that energy and knowing that they're working hard makes me want to work hard. So I love a workout partner. I think they're, like you mentioned, very efficient, very fun and, and a great way to kind of hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So the first kind of point I would say, other than A, making sure they actually show up and that they are depend- dependable would be the yeah. first um, quality is that they're dependable people. Um, I would say before we even get into it, Kelly, as this, this is just kind of coming into my mind here, but making sure 
that your I guess making sure you know yourself, making sure that you're not um, just going to be the coach or you're just going to be the one motivating because over time, that's going to really tax you mentally. If you're the one that's always making up the workouts, if you're the one that's always trying to get your partner to come. And so it's just knowing yourself and knowing who you are first and what your personality is, um, is I think really important before we even go searching for that partner. Um, I just, it's so often that someone who, who is that, that figure who feels like they're a little bit more independent or they can create the workouts or they can hold you accountable. They end up just not working as hard when we get to the, the actual workout because they almost feel like they have to be the coach. Right. And that's, Uh, sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say thank you. Like, (laughs) this is such a phenomenal tip. Um, I was something I was not expecting to hear from you today, but holy moly, I hope people really sit with it because they might hear you and think, oh, that's me. I always default to, I will be the helper. I will be the fixer. I will be the scheduler. And others will sit there and be like, oh, I'm always the social loafer as the partner. I'm always the one who depends on, sits back and waits for the other person to take initiative, which kind of bleeds actually right into the first one that you talked about, about being dependable, right? And saying to both of those types of individuals, are you being over-responsible and are you being under-responsible? Absolutely, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something as a coach, right? I can that's what came to mind because I can relate for sure. So when I search for that partner, I'm looking for someone who, who you want someone almost with a similar personality so that they can feed off of you for sure. And, and days that you might have a lower day, they might have a higher day and vice versa. Um, but yeah, that, that's just something that came to mind as a coach, because typically we are those people, right? That's just who we are and we love to help. Um, Okay, so in finding someone else, making sure that your goals align with each other, right? If my partner only ever wants to run because they want to get really good at a 5K, but my goal is to lift really heavy and, and, you know, do strength training, well, then we might butt heads a little bit in terms of of our workouts. Um, But it's hard because I'm going to contradict myself a million times, I think, during this podcast because opposites are also great because it makes us do the things that we don't love. So I think I'm going to do... I think we're going to go back and forth a lot because, you know, I can give an example of why having someone who's similar is so beneficial, but also having an opposite personality in terms of what we like to do, because typically as humans, we always try to avoid things that we're not great at. That's cool. And you know what, go ahead and contradict yourself because at the end I'm in charge of the tip today. So I'm going to use a tip that will kind of wrap up all of your contradictions into a nice little bow. Um, so don't worry about that. Like, I think, you know, if I'm listening to you really deeply here, you know, you said, choose someone who's dependable, who's going to show up. And now we're, and you also said, we don't necessarily have to do the same thing, but the goals need to be aligned. So the goal might not be the physical action. It might be that we both have um, an intent to show up three times a week to the gym and we've aligned our schedules together. And so who cares if they're doing running and you're doing heavy lifting? The point is you've got to the gym together. And so that partnership is really working. Um, If they're like, well, no, I, I don't like running on a treadmill. I want to run outside. And you're like, but I have to access weights in the gym. How is this partnership working then? Right, exactly. And it's just making that clear ahead of time. And, and that's an excellent way to do it. Um, now, if you're someone, someone take this a little bit of a different direction. If you're, you and your friend are 
feeling not confident going into an exercise routine, then maybe the two of you um, decide that you're going to go to a class. And I'm a big, I do love a good class because it holds you accountable and you're showing up with someone. So if you're someone who's nervous going to these classes, then you have that partner. So um, if, I guess that would be kind of like having the same common goal, kind of the same example there. But um, I did want to make note of going to a class with your partner because they can be very beneficial and it's nice having someone to hold you accountable and, and tell you exactly what to do. Mm, that's cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Do you have any ones you'd like to add in as we go along? Hmm, not off the top of my head. Um, I, like I just, you know, I wanted to spring it on you because that's the way that we we do our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if I think, you know, communication is a big thing, and it it does bleed into the other things that we talked about. Um, but being able to say to someone like, I have boundaries where I want to be here for a set duration of time and I'm not willing to leave before then, or I have a hard cutoff, right? And, and just making sure that you're actually saying to that person, these are my needs. Um, does that work for you? Right. Because if go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I just think that that's actually one of the most important ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, that communication for sure. I just, as soon as you said that, I was like, I think that should be the first conversation by far. Um, the hard cutoffs is a big one. Um, how often, you know, sometimes you feed off a person that you're working out with and they're like, oh, I have to leave in 30 minutes, but you really wanted to be there for 60 minutes and now you're leaving with them, right? And you might kind of feel disappointed a couple hours later because you didn't do what you had set out to do it. And uh, so communication, yeah, that's definitely the top one for me. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think too, you, you talked about needing someone who wants similar things or your goals are aligned. And, and this is a good conversation to have about what, what workouts really mean, right? Some people will say, I just need a running partner, or I need a, a lifting partner, or I need a specific class partner, like you said. Um, so you can have partners for different things, right? You don't need to just have one person for the umbrella term of health and fitness. You can have people who love different aspects along with you. Yes, so true. You can have, yeah, the person you call up for the runs on Mondays, the person you call up for rock climbing on Tuesday. Yeah, that yeah. is so fun. Yeah, very true. Because everyone, and I think that that's also key is that people bring different personality traits. So maybe having a variety to know, you know, today I'm feeling a little bit lethargic. And I know Kelly's got so much motivation to bring to the table. Maybe she'll want to go do a run with me today and, and I can feed off her energy. And, and that's okay. You can have different, um, different friends for, or different partners for different situations and knowing kind of what they bring to the table is also important and what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's another really good point is, is knowing what you're going to offer in this partnership too. Mm -hmm. Right. You might be someone who, who's just the motivator, but doesn't know anything about exercise, or you might be someone who, um, vice versa. So just exactly knowing what you can bring and that will help you search out for what you're looking for. Cool. I'm trying to think if I have anything else off the top of my head. Um, you might hear the dog in the background. I'm really sorry. I look forward to that. Um, <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I think that that's a really great kind of introduction to finding that partner. So uh, I think that'll be good for today. Um, so then I, I'll leave them with a tip uh, and, it, and it goes in, like hand in hand with so much of what we've already talked about. 
are your expectations or assumptions of the person that you've put in your partner role being clearly communicated? So have I said it in clear and simple terms, what I expect from them? And a lot of people will say, well, like I invited them to be my partner. So of course I did. And I'm actually saying, or I'm asking the question, did you say it? Right. So if you said, would you be my health and fitness partner? And they're like, yeah, I'd love to be that. Then the answer is no, you did not say your expectations or your assumptions. Right. You asked them to play a role, but you never told them what the job description was. So the tip is communication. As soon as you have an assumption about what a partner means, right, what a workout means um, in terms of duration or output or any of the things that we've talked about, have you actually communicated that each and every time the assumption and the, ex the expectation changes? Because that actually allows other people to partner you rather than just giving a blanket term of partner and thinking that they should read your mind about what that means on different days. That's so awesome. Can I think if anyone's going to just you know, quickly skim through. That's what they need to hear from this whole podcast. But I also want to, I just something came to mind when you were talking and about communication each time. It's even at the start of every time you meet, it's like, Hey Kelly, how are you feeling today? Like just having that communication, just knowing that Kelly, you're telling me that you're feeling really sore and this and that, you know, just making note to have that five minute conversation before we enter the gym or whatever we're about to do to acknowledge how you're feeling what body part might be feeling off or how's your headspace today? And, and then maybe we can incorporate a little bit of a nice gentle stretching at the end because you're having a stressful day or, you know, having that communication. And this goes obviously with life partners and, and, you know, like it can apply to anything, but the communication will make you want to keep coming back because your partner's listening to you and they're we're both incorporating things that are important to us in that routine. So yeah, that's really important. Yes to everything that you're saying. You'll want to keep coming back because your partner is listening to you. You will also want to come back because your partner is being honest with you, right? Because yeah. if, if I am not communicating in clear and simple terms, I am withholding from you as my partner. And so when we enter the gym together, if you can't trust that I'm going to tell you what my needs are and what that specifically looks like today, then you're going to have an anxious workout you're going to be keeping an eye on me, maybe even out of the corner of your eye, like, is everything really okay? Can I trust what she said today? Right? So yeah. that communication, that honesty, those frequent check-ins are absolutely key. That's awesome. Awesome. I love this topic. I know it was short and sweet, but I think people will really resonate and take a lot out of this. So thanks for bringing that today. It's always fun chatting with you. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to share, uh, send us a message. We love hearing from you and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.